Hi friends, welcome to season two, episode seven, our very last episode for season two of In the Midst podcast with Brooke Lee, where you are invited to come into the midst of God right in the midst of your day. Well, before we jump into our topic for today, I want us to begin our time together by simply quieting ourselves, quieting our thoughts, our souls, our hearts, our attention, so that we can focus on God here in our midst. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of time to just do that, to focus on God. If you want to pray during this time, maybe asking God to meet you here in the midst, that's great. If you want to picture laying down all of the things that are weighing heavily on you today, then do that. Do whatever you need to do to intentionally enter into God's presence with you here in the midst. Today, we are going to be looking at a topic that is oftentimes missed or sometimes skipped over when it comes to our walk with God. It's the practice of confession. Even just me mentioning that word may have evoked some pretty strong emotions within you. Maybe you associate confession with shame or embarrassment or hiding, or maybe it causes you to think about the Catholic faith and that confessional booth, that kind of image in our head of what confession looks like. Regardless of what the reasoning is, for a lot of us, we have a bad or a negative association with confession. And because of this, I think many of us have settled for simply cutting the practice of confession out of our lives entirely. And you know what? This is a problem. Because if we eliminate the practice of confession, not only are we missing out on a key component of our relationship with God, but we're also missing out on an incredible gift and blessing that the Lord wants to give to us on the other side of confession. And so this is why I want to spend this episode talking about it. What sort of framework are you coming from as it relates to confession? What thoughts or emotions bubble up within you when you think about confession? Do you have a negative or a positive association with this practice? Spend some time now and acknowledge your starting place as it relates to confession. I first started intentionally practicing confession about 10 years ago. I had a mentor who taught me something called the ACTS prayer with each letter A-C-T-S, ACTS, standing for a different aspect of prayer. 
A was for adoration. So you'd begin your prayer by just adoring God, by telling him why he was so great and listing out specific characteristics like his sovereignty or his grace and praising him for it. Sometimes I like to focus on just one aspect of God's character that has been particularly meaningful for me in my recent days, and then just worshiping God for that characteristic. So that's A. Then after A, adoring God, came C, which stands for confession. This part of the prayer is a chance for you to think back over your day or your week or your month, letting God search you and revealing to you any wayward ways within you. Then, as these sinful behaviors, actions, words, thoughts, or attitudes come to mind, you just simply confess them to God. Some days nothing in particular comes to mind, and other days a handful of things pop immediately to mind. And then when they do, I simply just tell God I'm sorry for them. I confess my sin to the Lord, and I ask for His forgiveness. Sometimes, depending on what is brought forth— I take a little bit of time to feel the grief over my sin. And other times it's a quicker process of just letting go. So that's C, confession. Then the T in this prayer exercise stands for thanksgiving. And this is a chance for you to just thank God specifically for things he has done for you or given to you in the last day or week or month. I usually try and list out any and every good gift I can think of, like the first sip of my morning coffee or my son's imaginative play or a prayer from a friend at just the right time. And then finally, the prayer ends with S, which stands for supplication. And this is a chance to bring all of those specific prayer requests, whether for ourselves or for our friends, to God and just telling him what we need. I've been doing this Acts prayer for over a decade now, and it's been one of the single most influential practices in my walk with God. I don't do it every day, and sometimes I go weeks without doing it. But every time I do, every time I engage in this prayer practice, I am reminded of just how important each aspect of this prayer is. Adoring God, confessing to God, thanking God, and bringing God my requests. And the truth is, if I had to choose just one of those aspects of that prayer practice that is the most underrated yet most life-changing, I would have to say it's confession. Psalm 32 verses 3 to 5 says this, When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. I think a lot of us, myself included, have believed the lie that hiding our sin or stuffing our sin down or ignoring it is the best course of action. We think if we just keep silent about it or pretend it didn't happen, that eventually enough time will pass and we'll be able to just move on with our life. But here we have David telling us something different, quite the contrary, actually. He says that when he kept silent about his sin, his life was filled with groaning and heaviness. His energy was sapped as in the heat of summer. In other words, unacknowledged sin wore David out. Have you ever felt this way? Have you ever felt exhausted, tired, worn out from hiding? This is exactly what David is getting at when we hide our sin. 
But he goes on and he tells us that when he acknowledged his sin before the Lord, when he didn't try to hide it or cover it up, this is when he experienced sweet relief. This is when his energy returned and forgiveness washed over him. In other words, confession equals sweet freedom. Contrary to popular belief, owning our shortcomings, apologizing for them, and seeking forgiveness does not expose us, it unchains us. Confession allows us to come out from underneath that heavy rock of unacknowledged sin and walk freely in the relief of forgiveness. While it's true, we may still suffer consequences of our sin— I truly think it hardly compares to the internal unrest that comes from unconfessed sin. So friend, is there anything in your heart, your mind, your soul, or your life that needs to be confessed before the Lord today? Is there any wayward behavior, attitudes, or actions that you want to apologize to God for? I also want to say this, remember, as you go to this place of acknowledging your sin before the Lord, let's also remember that he has no desire or plans to shame you. There is no condemnation in Christ. It is not in his character to shame us. So instead, what he's actually doing through confession is he's inviting you to own it before him so that he can shower you with his sweet relief of forgiveness. He's just waiting to bless you, friend, through confession. You know, there's a difference between guilt, which is a gift from God, telling us when we've done something bad, to shame, which is a tool of the enemy, telling us we are bad. God allows us to experience guilt so that we can come to him in confession and ultimately so that we can be internally free. So, spend some time now allowing the Holy Spirit to search you and reveal any sin in your life. As it comes to mind, acknowledge it before the Lord. Just speak it out to Him. Say, God, I see this sin. I recognize it. Then apologize for it. Tell Him how sorry you are. If you need to feel the grief of that sin, allow yourself to do that. And then ask God for forgiveness. Now that you've taken some time to confess to the Lord, I want to ask if there is anyone in particular that you need to apologize to. Sometimes when a sin is brought up in our life, we can recognize how we may have hurt somebody else in the process. And so is there anybody in particular that you need to apologize to? 
And is there anything that you need to do to make things right? Any steps that you can take, any actions that you can take to make this right? Spend some time now inviting God to give you wisdom as you process any other steps you need to take in regards to this sin. confession is a practice we should engage in regularly, not just for the big mistakes in life, but for the daily missteps too. God is waiting to give to us freedom. James tells us that confess so that we may be healed. Confession equals freedom. So I encourage you to do this from time to time. Allow the Holy Spirit to search you and reveal to you any sin in your life that needs to be acknowledged, owned, and apologized for before the Lord. To close out our time together today, I'm going to lead us through that Acts prayer that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. This is a great tool to help you engage in confession on a more regular basis. So what I'll do is I'll introduce each prompt, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, and then I'll give you some time to practice praying through each of those aspects. So let's begin. Lord God, we just want to start our time off in prayer adoring you. We love you, God. We adore you. We worship you and we lift you high for who you are, not just for what you do for us, God, but for who you are. And so today, we want to adore you in the specific characteristics that you hold. I want to especially praise and worship you for being such a gracious father. God, you didn't have to be a God that was filled with grace and second chances and redemption, but you chose to be. And so today, I praise you for that. Now I want to invite you, friend, to tell God in your own words what aspect of his character do you adore? Worship him for who he is now. thank you for being the ultimate safe space where we can come and acknowledge, own, and apologize for our sin. We confess before you today the specific sin in our life that we already acknowledge to you, and we thank you for your forgiveness, God. We now want to move into a time of thanksgiving and giving thanks for all of the specific things you have filled our life with. 
And so friend, now spend some time thanking God for the specific things he has done. Maybe prayers he has answered, ways he has shown up in your life, things that have filled your heart with light and joy. Tell him now what you are thankful for and list out as many things as you can think of. And finally, Lord, we come to you with specific prayer requests. You tell us that you already know what is on our heart, what we're going to ask for before we even speak it. But God, we just come to you with needs, with desires, and we ask that you would hear our heart as we ask you for things, as we ask you for these specific requests. Spend some time now and ask God for the specific things that are on your heart today. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you for being a God who hears every word we speak. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, this is our final episode of season two of In the Midst podcast, a little bittersweet, I know, but we've covered some great topics this season, including expectations, waiting on God, and counting joy. I have so enjoyed hanging out with you guys and coming into the midst of God right in the midst of our daily lives, so thank you for joining me here. Season three will be airing sometime in the spring of 2020. 
but a great way to stay up to date on that release is to join our email list. So head on over to our website at godlovesallofme.org, enter in your email in the pop-up box, and this will ensure that you won't miss out on that release date and new things that Glam has coming up. Well, Christmas is right around the corner, and if you are looking for a tool to help you engage with Jesus in a meaningful way this Christmas season, to make Him become more real, to make the story of Christmas matter in your life today, I want to invite you to check out our Christmas devotional. It's called The Manger Glory, and it's available in our Glam shop now. You can check out that shop at godlovesallofme.org forward slash shop. And this devotional, this Manger Glory devotional, is a 25-entry devotional, one entry for each day leading up to Christmas, and it's filled with reflective questions, hands-on practices, and thoughtful insight into that very first Christmas all those years ago. So if that's something you're interested in, you can head on over our shop to purchase that today. Well, thanks for tuning in this season, friend. Keep seeking God in your everyday mundane, because remember, the Lord our God is in our midst. Until next season.